Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. In this series, we've been taking some tough questions and trying to answer kind of who is this God, even though we can't maybe answer it fully. Um, do, okay, good, good, good. I was just seeing if, if our, our screen uh, went out. So we're going to continue on with that series. But I will, I will say this, because last week we talked about does God exist? And we talked about five ways, five evidences that you could look at to say does God exist? I realize for everyone, that's not everyone's cup of tea. Because you're just like, uh, it's like, you know, teaching or big words. Like, I'm not really preaching as much as what I typically like to do as a pastor. I like to preach and teach. This has been more teaching. So I realized for a lot of us, like, why are we studying this? I already believe in God and as my Savior. And so why? I'll give you three, I'll give you three uh, reasons as to why we're covering this, even though it may not be uh, what you might personally choose. One is you have kids. And you have, you, have, you have kids that ask questions. Anyone have kids that ask questions? Like, I, mine this week just started asking. I got, I got blindsided with this. And we're like, Dad, what, is, what does God do? I'm like, okay, what do, you, what do you mean? It's like, what is he doing right now? Like, is he at work somewhere? And I was just like, and he, he knows. He knows, like, you're the pastor. You better have an answer. I'm, like, stumbling. I'm like, well, he's kind of like he's making sure we, we breathe and do it. I'm like, how am I stumped on this question? But then he was like, well, when do we, you know, when we get to heaven, what's our, what's our bodies going to be like? Like this one is kind of like, it's, it's small or growing or like, what is it going to be like there? And it's kind of like, well, it's kind of like spirit or you kind of get this new body. Like, why is he stumping? He's only eight years old stumping me with all these questions. And then he wanted to know about God's magic, which was, he's been reading through the Bible and he reads about miracles when he calls it magic. And he's like, if I read the Bible every day, am I going to see God's magic? And I'm like, well, I hope so. But you know, it depends on what you mean by magic and all this sort of stuff. So questions, they have questions, but here's beyond just Okay, my, my, my first grader is asking questions about God. When they grow up to be teenagers, they're going to ask questions, and a lot of them, you ask questions. And what did you do? You walked away because you weren't getting answers. You, you had questions about God. You had questions about faith. Does God exist? And you might have been told, not, not, not necessarily wrong, but it's just like, hey, just have faith. Just believe. You know, I experienced God. You know, you, you can experience him too. And that was one of them. But we gave you four others to say there's some logic behind your faith, behind that. So some of you, you know, you, you've, had, you've done it yourself. You've walked away and now you're back. Or you've had kids that have walked away. Or some of you have grandkids that have walked away. Because they, they, they went to church, but they had questions, and for some other reason, they, they, they walked back. And so why are we covering this? Why? I want them back. I want you back. Be, be, I, I think you have a faith that, that is not that weak and flimsy, that it has a firm foundation. There's some logic behind it. There's evidence behind it, and you don't have to be afraid of it. So we're going to talk about some tough questions. Because if, as soon as you step away from something, if I step away from God, God, you know, I have questions, or I saw something, experienced something, and I step away from God, you, immediately when you step away from something, you are stepping towards something else. And we talked about atheism last week and where that leaves us. Where there, if you step towards a godless world, there is no such thing as, as you. You're just cells. You're ones and zeros like a computer. 
You, there is no such thing as, as value. It's arbitrary. Your kids have no value. The, you have no value. You just you are active cells for a while, and then you cease to exist. And, and justice, morals, there is no ba- basis or foundation. You want to get rid of, 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 of God, then justice and, immor- and immorality go, go through the window too. And what's our world cry for? Every day. We see, we, I've never met a person who, who thinks this world is perfect. Everyone's like, there's something wrong. Something's got to be fixed. So that's one. Another one is uh, why is why we walked away. And maybe this one I want to be on the flip side here. Maybe you walked away for good reason. All right? Maybe you, you, were, you were taught about a God that doesn't exist. I'll give you some examples. Boyfriend God. Boyfriend God is the God that you meet at like summer camp. And you felt God. And you were in his presence. And it felt so good. But then you left summer camp. And then it's like, where is God? I don't feel him anymore. I went to church and there was nothing. And maybe for years, you never felt God. But the God of Christianity, the God that we worship, he, you're not gonna, he never promises to be felt all the time. He's with us, but you're not always going to feel him all the time. Guilt God is another one. Guilt God's the one that tells you no. <laughs> you want to do anything fun? No. You want to have, you, it, it's no. The answer is no. If it comes to sex, the answer is definitely no. All right, guilt God would just come after you with no fun, nothing, and it's all rules. Closely behind guilt God is bad cop God. Bad cop God, oh, he is waiting for you to break the rules. And bad cop God is going to beat you down whenever he finds you breaking the rules. All right, guilt God, God, and you ran from those gods, right? You ran from those, and for good reason. They don't exist. But when you get when you get a religion with rules heaped on you. you. You ran away from that God. Some of you might have grown up with anti-science God. That when you had questions about faith in the Bible, you're like, oh, I, I see this story in the Bible, but science says this, and I don't know how they, they max and, and, and match up. And you were told, well, just have faith. But it didn't quite satisfy your, your answers to these things. And, and hopefully we've seen in this series that we're all for science. In fact, if anything, science points towards God. We don't have an anti-science God. If he created it and there's order, we should be able to explore it and, and see how he created it and see how it works. It's a beautiful thing. But we grew up in that world and we're like, oh, maybe I walked away. Or maybe on-demand God. On-demand God is the God that responds to fair and selfless requests as we would. Like, can I just get a date? Like, that's not that big of a, of a thing. Can I just have, have a date? Or, you know, can they, can they you know, can they move out of the house? Like, they're grown up, they've graduated. Can they just move? It's not that big. Like, I would do that for my own kids. Like, can't you, come on, you're God. Can't you just kind of work that deal? And so maybe we walked away from, from Christianity because we believed in a false God. None of those gods exist. So I'm going to say, if you walked away from those gods, good. Let me introduce you to the Bible, the God of the Bible, the one that we worship. And it kind of ties into... Our, our meme for today, our meme for today that takes a punch at Christianity is this. This is what, kind of one from last year. Everyone's posting about the coronavirus, and I'm just over here wondering, where's the God of the Bible and your Jesus? So there's this tension here. Maybe you're already seeing this, and you're kind of like already tense. But the, the, if I'm looking at this, there's a tension of there's this God that exists, but then you see 
this pain and suffering. It doesn't have to be coronavirus. It could be something that you've witnessed on a global scale, maybe something in history, maybe something you personally experienced or you saw. And I'm not going to dismiss any of those things at all. Let me just say this too. Today's message is a a two-parter, all right? So it's not going to be fully answered today. Um, It's a complex issue. We're going to round it out next week. I will also say if you're going through a trial or you're going through pain and suffering right now, this isn't going to ease the pain and suffering. As we talk logically about how could God allow these things, it's not necessarily the most comforting thing as you're going through these things. So please understand uh, understand that. But we're going to give us a firm foundation for how do, we, how do we deal with some of these things. And I understand the tension. I mean, the logic would go, if he's good, if God is good, then he would. Or if he could, then he would. So he's either lacking good or could somewhere as to why he's not fixing some of these things. And I would just say this. As a, as a third reason as to why we're studying this. We study it because we know people who've walked away. We're studying it because maybe we've walked away from false gods who didn't, didn't exist. We walked away for good reason, but we're going to study who this God is. Or maybe, or maybe, I just want to point out, you have a real enemy. You have a real enemy that would love for you to have, have doubting, doubting thoughts about God's love for you, Doubting whether or not God really has a purpose and a plan for you. Doubting that he would forgive you because of what you've done. So he's going to throw things in there that's going to deceive you on the front end that's going to cause you to doubt. You have a real enemy. And he's scared to death. Our enemy is Satan. All right, He's scared to death that you'll figure this out. That instead of walking away, when you walk away from here, you'll walk out of here understanding that you're free. Understanding that you're loved. Understanding that you have purpose. Understanding that, that God is, is all in on you. That he, he gave everything for you. And so he doesn't want you walking away being that confident and that free. And that's our goal. That's why we're covering this, is, is to give us a firm foundation as to, as to why we can walk out of here and you don't have to worry about your faith. It's strong and solid. God's doing great today. And he wants you, he wants you to be confident in him. All right, now I'll also say this. This is an emotional and powerful argument when people will make this. And you could, you, you could probably make up your own scenario in here as to why, you know, if God was good, if God was loving, then why pain and suffering? It's personal, it's powerful, but if you really took time to think about it, if you really took time to think about it, that argument has nothing to do with the existence of God, as powerful and as emotional as it is. It has, it has nothing to do, it's not an argument for God, it's not an argument against God's existence. Like if, if you met my child today, and he was like, my dad, he's so mean, he spanks me, he doesn't let me stay up late, he's just, you know, I, my dad, he's, you know, he's terrible. All right, if you were having that conversation with my kid, you wouldn't question my existence. I still exist. You might question my character, what kind of parent is he, what kind of dad is he, but the fact that I exist has nothing, it, it's, it, it, this has nothing to do with that piece of the equation. So I'm going to give you permission today to be angry at, at God today. It's okay to wonder, who, who is this God? Does this God care? It would make much more sense to ask that question than it would, does God exist? 
that one's already answered. The fact that my child is complaining about me is enough evidence to know that, hey, he has a dad and he exists. But what kind of dad is he? If anything, when we see evil, when we see pain, when we see suffering, it's evidence that we desperately need God. We desperately need a savior. We desperately need a fixer. So that's kind of when you're getting down to it, what are we looking for here? It's not an argument for or against God. It's, just, it's to argue saying, we need God. We need someone to fix this. Now, I want to start with the first part here of this phrase, and this is kind of where part one comes in. If God is loving, this idea that God is love, where did you get that idea? It's not original with you. Where did we get the assumption that God is love in the first place? Let's go through a little bit of a, a nature lesson because you did not get this from nature. Nature knows of no things such as justice. All right, let's take a look here. Look, we got, look at this beautiful uh, sea turtle, right? Awesome. I've never got to see one on the, on the beach, but apparently, you know, if you see them, you're not supposed to touch them. They got to do this thing. It's so cute, right? Well, apparently crabs don't get the memo, all right? They, they just see lunch. Nature does not know of, of justice, all right? Let's talk about your cat. Who, who are my cat people in the house? My cat people, all right, all right? Look at that cat, so adorable and so cute and beautiful. Just a quick reminder to all you cat lovers, if your cat was bigger than you, they would eat you, all right? Nature doesn't care. Cats don't care. Dogs, maybe, maybe another story for dogs. All right, now this next one, I'm going to just, you might have to cover your eyes, all right, because when talking about how, how nature is so insensitive, nature does not care. This one's gruesome, all right, a little bit cannibalistic. So if you, I'm giving you a warning, you might want to cover up your eyes. Let's go ahead and, and move. Oh, my, <laughs> terrible, I can't believe that. How dare they? Um, I, I'm joking, but you get the idea that when it comes, when it comes to nature, you don't, you don't get love. God is love from nature. It's cruel. At best, tolerant. This is why I've heard, you know, if you're, if you're going to go with a, a godless world where we all just come from derived from natural selection or random and chance and the coronavirus comes around you could make a case you could make a case i'm not saying this is every atheist or anything like that but you could make a case that hey if we're doing survival of the fittest why not let coronavirus do its thing like just spread out and do its thing now on the flip side i've heard more christians make that argument in the past year because we're uncomfortable wearing masks, or we're uncomfortably being told we can't do certain X, Y, Z things. I'm going to tell you, that's not in our faith system whatsoever. I've heard more Christians say, well, just let everybody get the coronavirus so we can go do our thing. I want to tell you, that's not, not, that's not in our Bible. That's not in our, everyone has value. Everyone has dignity. So nature doesn't know of justice. So where are we getting that from? That comes from a, a God in the universe. But history, history would tell us, if we look at the history of gods, 
Where did you get God is love? You didn't get it from Egyptian gods. You didn't get it from local gods in history. You didn't get it from Roman or Greek gods either. Those gods, at best, maybe provided protection for their area. Those, those gods, in many ways, they were created to try to explain some of the evil and injustices that were happening. What I'm trying to say is God is love. It started with Jesus. Jesus was born in a time in an area where, where might made right. If you had power, if you had status, then you got to choose what was right and what was wrong. When Jesus was born, King Herod, he heard that there was a new king in town. What did he order? If you know the Christmas story, he said, slaughter every children, male, two and under. Get rid of them. There's, I'm the king in town. I'm the one that's in charge. And I'm sure because Rome was good at killing, they might have got some of the girls too because they wanted to bring back a good report. Jesus was born into a time and a culture where, where women were, were viewed as, as property, where children were viewed as property. If you were in poverty, you had no status. And John, one of Jesus' disciples, wrote, he wrote one of the most famous verses in, in Scripture that we know, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, that's important. For God so loved the, the Jews, would it be the Jews? Did he come for the Jews? Did he come for the, for the rich people? Did he come, like, John's writing about Jesus. No. It was the world. And if you knew anything about Jews at this time, they hated anyone who was a Gentile, a non-Jew. He's writing in a time when his life is on the line here. He's on the chopping block. He's being persecuted. And John's saying, no, God loved the world. He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He also wrote in 1 John verse 4, or chapter 4, 7, and 8, he says, this is the same John, he says, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Love finds its source in God. And this is a uniquely Christian doctrine. It started with Jesus. If anyone's going to start the, the conversation, well, if God is loving, then why, whatever. Whoa, time out. Where did you get God is loving? Because if, if you're rolling with that, you're rolling with Christianity. You just, you just know that. Because you didn't get it from nature, and you didn't get it from any of the other gods. They, they all taught you had to work for it. This idea that everybody has value. This, this idea that everyone has dignity. Everyone has dignity. It started with Jesus. Love, justice, dignity for all. But anyone who does not, does not love does not know God, for God is love. How do you define God's love? How do you, how do you define God's love? A house? A job promotion? Your mom getting healed? Like, does God have to perform in order to, 
to, to, to prove his love. Like human, human to human love is much more complex than just perform and, and do, do my list of things, right? And we're talking about a, a great, big, grand God who loves us. It, my, my kids, you want to know how my kids define love for me? I let them eat cereal or ice cream every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I let them play video games for however long they want on the iPad until the battery is dead. But then I better get them another battery or iPad that's charged up so they can play some more video games. And I let them stay up all night till however long that they want playing the video games. And if I don't do that, hey, you got to brush your teeth. Hey, you got to go to bed. Hey, you can't eat all that sugar. You hate me, Dad. I don't like you, and I don't love you. You don't love me. You hate me. That's how they define love. It's do these things. And if I don't do these things, it equates to hate. That is an immature view of love. That's why they are children. But for Christ followers, people who say we follow Jesus, nothing's more immature than to demand that God performs and does our list and say, well, you don't love me if you don't do X, Y, Z. And then we walk away. That's not God's love. God's love language is trust. I trust you. Even though I don't see it, even though I don't understand it, I trust you. I hear, I hear Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego calling out, saying, Oh, oh, even if God does not, even if he doesn't save us from the fire, we will not bow down. I hear Paul over in Romans 8.28. He's like, I want to get in on this. I want to get in on this. He's like, hey, God will do all things, all things for the good of those who know him and are called according to his purpose. Joseph, he's back in Genesis saying, hey, 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 hey. I know you meant it for evil. You hurt me. We're decades down the road, and I'm still traumatized by what you did. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. We serve a God that, that he wants us to trust, that he's working something bigger and greater than what's happening in our circumstances right now. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we, if you want to get excited about what God's doing in your life, you can say amen or clap or something. That gets me fired up. Jesus, he's, he's on his road, on his pathway to the cross. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane, hours before he's arrested, and he knows what's on the line. And he's praying. Think about this. He's praying, saying, I don't want to do this. This is your Messiah. This is your Savior. And he's saying, I, I don't want to go through this. He's in so much anguish that Luke even recorded. He said he's sweating drops of blood. He is, and what kind of father would allow his son to go through that type of torture, saying, I don't want to go through it? And he says, no, you're going to have to do that. Jesus is crying out to God, praying repeatedly, saying, I don't want to do this, and, and, and God tells him no. How dare he? But we know that God was doing something greater because when humanity was at its worst, killing God, God was at his absolute best. 
Jesus knew that there was something greater that was going on. I trust you, not my will, but your will be done. I want to take a look at this picture of God's love for us. It's so much bigger than, than what we could think or imagine. In fact, Paul even says this. He says, when I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and earth. He created it all. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, see he's infinite, he's not lacking in anything that we talked about last week, he will empower you with the inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you say this with me, trust in him, trust. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep is his love. And may you experience the love of Christ. Ah, 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 here it is. Though it is too great to understand fully. We can't fully understand God's love. We can understand how great it is, but to understand it fully will blow us away. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of power in life that comes to you. Jesus never promised easy, rainbows and unicorns if you follow me. No, he actually promised the opposite. In this life, you will, you will have many trials. Jesus himself, our Savior, many trials confrontation almost at every turn yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later in philippians 4 6 it says when then you will experience god's peace trusting in him praying to him casting all your worries to him then you will experience his peace which exceeds anything that we understand his peace will guard your hearts and your mind as you live in christ jesus any NASCAR fans here? NASCAR? Anyone? Racing fans? Like, no? Oh, there's some. All right. Imagine, imagine like two, two NASCARs, uh, or two, two cars racing on a track. One's peace, one's understanding. All right, and they're, they're racing around, they're racing around, they're racing around. We want understanding. We, we, God, I want to know why. Why is this thing happening? And I get that question, but I'm going to tell you, Peace passes understanding. And so many of us are going and we put all of our money on understanding. I'm looking for understanding to win. I'm betting everything on understanding. And I'm telling you, if you will put all your money on peace, peace passes understanding. It gets to the finish line first. You, understanding may not even make it to the, to the finish line. But if you, put all, if you go all in on peace, Trusting God, you're like, I don't, I don't even understand what happened back there. I don't even know, but I just know that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting and I can move forward in this. I, I'm not understanding, but I know peace will get me along the way. It says, let the roots grow down deep into the love of God. It's a simple farming illustration. How's that seed that gets planted into the ground, how's that thing going to grow? 
it's gonna, it, it's gonna, it needs some, some fertile soil. How's it going to get, how's the soil, if it's a hard soil, how's it going to get fertile? How's, it, how's that thing going to get down there and start growing some roots to get a, get a, get a healthy plant and, and get some fruit growing? It needs water. Where's it going to get the water outside of our natural sprinkler systems? Cast that aside. Where's it going to get its water? It gets it from rain. Where does the rain come from? The answer is not God. A storm. We need a storm sometimes for God to do his work. And we're trying to figure out, well, who sent the storm? Is that from God? Is that from Satan? Why am I going through this storm? The more I go through life, I don't, I've stopped trying to figure that out. I don't know if God sent the storm. I don't know if Satan sent the storm. I don't know if I created the storm. That's probably where it did come from. God's like, I didn't do that. Satan's like, I didn't do that either. They did that on their own. I'm, try, I'm stopped trying to figure it out. Romans 8, 28. For God can do all things. He'll take all things and turn them to the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. It doesn't matter who, who brought the storm, me, God, or Satan. God, if I give it over to him and I follow him through the storm, he's with me in the storm. He guides me in the storm. He, he's my foundation, my shield during the storm. If I would just walk through during the storm and not stay stuck in it, I know God's going to use it for good and his purposes no matter what. I've stopped, I've stopped going for understanding because I just don't understand. I didn't try to guess, well, did God send the coronavirus? Did Satan send the coronavirus? What's God doing? I don't know what God's doing. I know he's doing something. And I'll keep my eyes open for something that he's doing in my life. But I'm not trying to be God. As, as Bill said, get off the cross. We need the wood. Get to work. You have a story. Something in us that's aching, aching for it. You have this longing for it to be better. And we're asking why, 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 why? I, I think here's the point of today, and we'll, we'll do part two next week. The better question is what? What, 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 what? What do you want me to do? What are you saying? What is my next step? I think when you start following the what and start taking those next steps, you have a better chance of understanding why. You may not fully get the why, but you know whatever it was, 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 was to make me stronger, to get those roots down deeper, and I can trust in that, that God's working in it and through it and all, and all these things. Next week, next week, today we talked about love. Next week, that's not all Jesus said. Because a lot of times, like, I just want the God that's loving God. I'm going to give you a little bit of a preview and teaser. Jesus also said God is just. So those things that we're crying out for that are injustice, we have a just God. I want to talk about the God of justice next week. 
Um, and so you got to come. you got to come next week to find out, get the whole story in this. If God is loving, then why pain, suffering, evil? We have a loving God. You know where that came from now. But how is he going to deal with this injustice? We're going to talk about that next week. Let's stand. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to, to worship your name. I thank you that you are a loving God. Not like the other gods that were created to, to uh, explain evil or injustice. Those gods, you had to work for it. You had to earn it. And we quickly realized that's a fake God. Some of us, we grew up believing in a fake God, a, a bodyguard God, or a boyfriend God, or guilt God, or bad cop God, and we ran away from those because those were fake gods too. When we take the time to really examine who is this God and does he care, praise Jesus, we find out that God is loving, that he does care. He's very personal, and he's with us, and he's with us right now. For some of you in the room today, he's calling your name right now. He's speaking to you right now. He's letting you know how much he loves you. You're my son. You're my daughter. And I don't know how, he, how he's doing that. I just know that he is, and he speaks that. Jesus, thank you for doing that. For some of you in the room, though, you've never given your life to Christ. You've known of God. You've known of Jesus, but you've never called him Lord and Savior, like Bill said. And today, you want to nail that down. You don't have to leave here wondering, am I right with God? Do I have value? Can I be forgiven? Does he really love me? Yes, yes, yes. And you want to surrender. Today is your day. If that's you today, would you just, you can just raise your hand, kind of slip it up. I just want to be able to see it and acknowledge, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ today for the very first time in my life to make him my Lord and Savior and surrender to him. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.